You are listening to the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast with Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Supplemental Episode 9A, an analysis of the teaser trailer for Star Trek Into Darkness. Friends, this is a special edition of the Post-Atomic Horror Podcast. Appearing as if from nowhere. Yes. In fact, this is breaking news. We are posting this less than 24 hours after the appearance of the first teaser trailer for Star Trek Into Darkness. Yes. We are so fucking excited. Oh my god, it looks awesome. Yes, it does. Now, my, my first thought is, okay, this looks like a generic movie trailer, and there's a lot of stuff I don't like just about trailers in general. There's that pan through a city, the boom, boom. But, you know, I can look past that because there's so much cool stuff happening here. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, this will not be the first time Star Trek has fooled us with trailers. Absolutely not. And I think J.J. Abrams in particular. Mm -hmm. I mean, listen, I don't know how many times I can apologize, okay? I was wrong. (laughs) The trailer in 2009 was nothing like what the movie was. And I'm sorry, I was wrong. And because of that, this one looks like sort of a generic action movie, and I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I think that's how they get the stupids in. Yeah. I think they say, hey, look, mainstream audiences, stuff blowing up. And yeah, then we, we just, get there. We we take away as much Star Trek-looking stuff as we can and replace it with action movie stuff. Yeah. So there's then, fights and running around yep. and stuff going, bow. Yep. But, you know, when you get there, it's it's oh. guys in colorful shirts and, yep. you know, like the bridge and the, the Spock and all that great <laughs> stuff. Spock, Bones. Right. Con. Con. Min. Min. I, con. No, it's not Con. Let's, let's no, talk about that first. The, the speculation is that um, Bumbo Dash Cumberbump is playing uh con. Come on, dude. It's gutter bumber shoot. Right. I'm terribly, terribly sorry. Mm-hmm. I, I apologize to the uh to the family of Bungle Tunch uh pa- pampered Mitch. It fongled fongle dot diode fort. <laughs> we could just do a show doing that. <laughs> Cause that never gets old. Um the speculation among certain people seems to be that he's playing Khan, as in the Wrath of Khan, as in uh, uh, the namesake of Noonie and Soong. Yes. I, he, there's no way. I, for, ignoring the fact that doing con again yeah. is the height of laziness. It would like it would be like doing a new Superman movie and having the villain be General Zod. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, so it's not entirely impossible. No, but I feel like Abrams could have just pointed to the box office receipts and said, you know what? Shut up. Yeah. Let me do what I want. I'll make you money. Go away. But I, oh, I no, he's not Khan. I don't think that he is. Uh, the, the other speculation was he's another guy from Khan's ship. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there were a bunch of them, and some of yeah. them didn't live. And maybe it's maybe Khan died in this reality, and it's a different guy. That's stupid too. I. The thing here's the thing: if it ends up being Khan, if we're wrong, mm-hmm. I bet it's still going to be a good movie. Yeah, these guys know what they're doing, but I just don't think it is. It doesn't. It it being Khan just doesn't make any sense. Well, he's wearing the the uh, the black shirt that Kirk wore. In yeah, the previous the, um, the it's like a cadet that, uniform, or undershirt or whatever. Yeah, or an undershirt. I don't know what it is, but it's a Starfleet issue shirt. Yeah, either he stole it from a Starfleet guy or he is a Starfleet guy. Mm-hmm. I choose to interpret it as the latter. Yeah, I'm. That, that that's my thinking is that he's a star. He's an ex Starfleet guy. Yeah, like he's a Starfleet guy who snapped. Yeah, 
And that leads me into my theory, which is that he is Garth of Izar. And every time I have said this to anyone, they say, who? He was the guy from, what was the episode? Uh, Whom Gods Destroy. I had Whom to look Gods it up. Destroy. The, he was, uh, he escaped from an uh, a, a asylum. No, he didn't escape. They, it was the, or no, he um, took he over took the over asylum. asylum. Yeah. And trapped the Arkham city that shit. And and you guys will probably remember it because Matt and I compared uh, Garth and his green chick to uh, the Joker and Harley. Yeah. They had that relationship. He was one of the few characters I could think of from the original series that would be a match for Kirk. Mm-hmm. There weren't many. There weren't a lot of, like, there were a couple of Klingon captains. Yeah. But there weren't He's any. clearly not that. No. But there weren't any clear villains in that show for the most part. Not, no, not really. And that's, Garth makes sense to me. And... He's got a vendetta against Starfleet because he snapped and, you know, whatever. I don't know. I think I think it might be him. I just there's I can't think of very many very many Starfleet Star Trek characters who are in Starfleet who have a reason to get like revenge and stuff. Well, and again, we don't definitely know he's in Starfleet. True. We, we assume but that I mean, I, I'm willing to bet that like it's a good Yeah. Now, the the Abrams team has said he is definitely a character that has appeared. Yes canonically before but that you know that could be any one of a hundred guys mm-hmm. so i i'm not sure you're you're working theory oh that it's mr hengus right now you know i know that they've re- revived some characters and dusted them off and, and rebooted them and given them some edge that's this a, is definitely the ultimate version of mr hengus that's a that. lot of edge to give mr hengus yeah well i mean you look at him he did not have very many edges to start with he was jack the ripper he was mostly roundish. He, he had a giant edge that he slashed through prostitutes with. <laughs> red Jack, Red Jack. But you're right. He is, he is mostly rounded and soft and mushy. <laughs> um, most of the trailer focused on him, on, on uh, Bangladesh uh, Cumber Pop. Yeah, which is I thought was a weird choice considering we don't know anything about him. I think, see, I think Abrams loves to tease. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you don't know who this guy is? Here he is. We got a little bit of Kirk, a little bit of Bones, a little bit of Scotty, but not much. Yep. And I'm worried. I don't, you know, again, this trailer is not anything like what the movie's going to be. I can guarantee that. Mm. But I'm worried that it's not going to be the ensemble piece that the last one was. I hope that, that I'm wrong. I would not be surprised. I got to point out there is not a single sign of Chekhov in that. Oh, that's true. And what the hell kind of world is this where we are a little disappointed by that? <laughs> We've come a long way, baby. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, there's no Chekhov. Where's Chekhov? We missed him. <laughs> Somewhere, Walter Koenig's ears are perking up. Yeah, and then finally. Oh, never mind. False alarm. Um, but you know, he's our... turning on celebrate. <laughs> um, I feel, but he's in, you know, all those guys are in it less than, uh, than the villain is, mm-hmm. which is kind of strange. I, I, the, the only thing that we said we'd wish we seen more of in, in the previous one was more of that core, uh, uh, relationship that we always liked. Yeah. Kirk, Spock and Bones. And I understand that was the story of Kirk and Spock, like becoming friends basically. Yeah. But now it's all in place, and we—I really hope that they focus on the three yeah. of them because that's what that show was about. Mm-hmm. It was about we said it before, like this is the best, yeah, team ever. And it's Kirk going on adventures with his two buddies. Yeah, and if it's not that, then yeah, what is it? 
All right. So there's a there's this really adorable blonde chick. Oh my god, she is just cute as a button. Yeah. We, that we've never seen before. She's wearing a blue Starfleet uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt, your your thought was that it's obviously Nurse Chapel. Uh, my assumption else. was that it was Nurse Chapel to the point where I was surprised that people didn't think it was Nurse Chapel. Okay, well, we know for a fact that Nurse Chapel's in this because... Yeah, uh, she's mentioned in... Uh, yeah, Bones actually gets a hypo from her and she's off screen. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because she appears to be Kirk's love interest, I'm just not sure. See, I buy it because Spock's with Uhura. That's true. Uh, she totally pined for Spock the whole time, to the point of putting up with his soup-throwing crap. Yep. But on the other hand, Kirk just doesn't seem like her type. Uh, but, I mean, we've never seen Nurse Chapel in this universe. That's true. She and... can have new type because of... Oh, yeah. Because of Edge. Because the Kelvin was destroyed. <laughs> right. The Kelvin was destroyed, and that means Uhura kicks ass now, and Chapel wants to fuck Kirk. What a great universe. Yep. Um, I also, I, I, my initial thought was she's Kirk's love interest. And then, wait a minute, love interest? And well, so, I mean, it's Ship, whom he loves like a woman. Well, that, and that's what I said. I said love interest. And I think it was our friend Dave who said, uh, oh, what? So she's playing the Enterprise? We've actually, that's another thing. We don't really get the connect. I mean, we haven't yet anyway. He we just have- got there. He, he yeah. just, we, you know, hopefully we'll get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually like that most of it appears to be endangering Earth, like, actually on Earth. Yeah. Because all the other movies, like, occasionally when Earth is endangered, it's always from orbit. Mm-hmm. Usually a probe. Yeah, and you cut to some people screaming on the ground by the Golden Gate Bridge, and that's it. Yep. It's like, come on, there's Earth, there's a whole planet of people, let's see it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure they just didn't have the budget before. Well, now, we can yeah. blow up whatever the hell we want. Right. But, I mean, it's nice to actually see something we can relate to getting getting uh, threatened, mm. and that didn't bother me at all. Now, I have heard a lot of people complaining that it seems to be set just on Earth, which is idiotic. No, there's there's clear indications that other stuff happens in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the Japanese version of the trailer, which just had, like, I don't know, five seconds of extra footage, yep. had a shot at the end with what appeared to be Spock and Kirk, but we really don't know. They're just a, a blue sleeve and a red sleeve, or a yellow sleeve, rather. Uh-huh. Uh, and one of them's holding up the Vulcan salute, and the other one's sort of touching it through glass, or, mm-hmm. you know, up against glass, which is an obvious homage to the scene where Spock dies in Star Trek Two. Yeah, so, I mean, we're we're also talking about a lot of theories that Spock dies in this one, which I don't buy for a second. It's so on the nose. It's so, yeah. hey, remember when he died before? Well, look, I don't think they would do that. It, uh, and if that was happening, they wouldn't just put it in the trailer. Right. Even the Japanese trailer. Yeah. Because I assume Japanese people don't like spoilers either. <laughs> they hate them. But they love squid. <laughs> well, so do I. If there's, you know, there's three things I know about the Japanese people. One, yeah, they uh, got a big robot that turns into a truck that they like to work <laughs> on. Um, What else? Uh, there was uh, there was not a single lens flare in there, so shut up, no. nerds. <laughs> uh, again, we got we to gotta consider, this is like just the teaser. So, I mean, like, there's oh, yeah. no plot reveals or anything. It's just... Basically, people running around. It's a it's a it's a slideshow. Uh-huh. Here's a bunch of very single, quick images that are from the movie that you mm-hmm. will see in in May. Yeah, I believe we're getting the first trailer later this month. Really, all already? I think so. Yeah, I think I heard December nineteenth. Hang on a sec. Okay. Well, I just would assume that because the movie's in May, that they would pace themselves a little better. Like they would they would bring something out in January, February, just to re restoke the fire. But I'm I'm not sure. Um. 
Something io9 actually had a great uh, <laughs> like frame by frame breakdown, basically. Yep. Like it's the fucking Zapruder film. <laughs> and um, they they pointed out that there's apparently a Klingon in there. Mm-hmm. And they pointed out that uh, Peter Weller, uh, Peter Robocop Weller, yep, is um is supposed to be in the movie, and he wasn't shown on. He's screen. not mentioned or anything. Yeah, and they think maybe seeing him would completely give away who he's playing. Like he would just so obviously be whoever that they don't want to give it away, and that makes sense. He he's uh he's Benedict Cumberbatch's Harley. Yeah, he's the Green Girl. Yeah, exactly. I can totally picture RoboCop as a Green Girl. I, you know what? I would be fine with that just because we'd finally get our gay people in Star Trek. That would be all right. I don't know. I feel, I feel like there was no room for it last time, but I feel like Abrams would totally do that. Mm-hmm. He'd totally be like, everything's cool. Look, see? Fine. I would love that. If the villain in this thing had a, had a gay lover. Well, no. No. I don't want the first gay person in Star Trek to be a bad guy. And But if they don't, like, if they don't mention it at all. Oh, yeah. That would be all right. But if they don't mention awesome. it at all, then it's just Lieutenant Hawk. Yeah, Lieutenant Hawk, who he makes out with. Well, all right. But, I mean, Lieutenant Hawk was in First Contact, and he was supposedly gay, but they never said it. I, I No, I'm not saying that they don't they don't show it or anything, and they just, like, imply it. I'm saying they're in a relationship, but no one makes a deal out of it. Well, they shouldn't make a deal out no, of it. No, that's what I'm – that's it. All right. This is my point. All right. Uh, did you find out about that trailer? I'm still looking. All right. One of the theories is that Blingle Patch Clumber Pump Pitts Myrtlebuck <laughs> is playing uh, Gary Mitchell. I am ninety percent sure that's not the case mm-hmm. because uh, okay, look, IDW is doing a comic. It is overseen by Orky and Kurtzman, the two guys who wrote these both these movies. They've only done sixteen issues. I doubt that they're already contradicting themselves. I'm pretty sure that the, the comic's meant to be in canon. Yeah. And that it doesn't contradict the movies because they haven't done that many yet. Yeah, like normally, like with the old series, you know, the we've talked about this. The comic would de- the comic basically had no idea what the movies were. Oh, doing. Oh no, no, they, they would just license trying it. to keep up. They would just license it to Gold Key or Marvel or DC or whatever. Yeah, but this is a specific effort from the writers to say, here's what happened between the first movie and the second movie. Here are the missions they went on in between, which is great. I like to know that they're going to different planets and doing different things, and you know, that's cool. Yeah. But uh, Gary Mitchell, they they played out uh, where no man has gone before in that comic, and he died like he did in the episode. Yes, I doubt that it's him. I'm pretty sure they intend for that to be, mm-hmm. you know, canon. So unless they bring him back, now nah, they couldn't do that. Eh, didn't make too much setup for that to work. That wouldn't make sense. He died in a story you only read in a comic. Yeah, yeah that not. that wouldn't work. Yeah. Um. Okay, so the full it says here on Topless Robot, so take it with a grain of salt. This website has gotten terrible in the last couple of weeks. Uh-huh. Uh, full trailer hits on December 17th. Okay, well, good. And that is coupled with the uh, the first nine minutes is being shown with The Hobbit. Oh, right. Next week, fuck me. Um. Okay, here's the thing. We're doing this thing now. I don't want to do another supplemental about the actual trailer. Okay. Maybe we'll talk about our thoughts on the show, but uh, I yeah, feel like we'd be going be to the well too much if we did that again. Also, for those of you who think this is too nerdy, hey, you're listening to a Star Trek show. Yeah. There's no new Star Trek at all. This is it. This is all we got. So, yeah, we're going to chime in when we're, when there's news. Yeah. Hey, guess what? This this was included in the feed for the regular episodes. So if you're listening to it, it's because you're already listening to a Star Trek podcast. Right. So fuck you, buddy. I just I feel like someone's – really? You're talking for 20 minutes about, you know, a minute and 13 of footage. and uh, Yeah. Okay, do but, something about it. Yeah. 
Well, I, I wasn't going to get quite so confrontational about it. I will. Sure. Fuck you. Okay. Fuck you, person I just imagined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boo, robot I just made up. <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene with what appears to be the Enterprise crashing in some water. Yeah, which it could be. It could be, but it's like saucer and nacelles. We don't get a good look at it. Could yeah. be any other ship. We don't see Enterprise on the front. We don't see NCC-1701. Mm. The thing is... On the original series, we saw tons and tons of ships that look like that blow up. For a long time, that's all we saw. Because that's the only model they had. Yeah. But I believe, you know, there are other Constitution-class ships, and it could very easily be another one. Mm -hmm. Especially if it's, like I think it is, Garth of Izar, who used to be, I think, a fleet captain. I had to look that up. I didn't remember that. But, um, uh -huh. well, I didn't. I know. I remember Berlinghoff Rasmussen, but I don't remember that, okay? <laughs> and Galorn and Core. I remember weird Galorn and Core. Yeah. Um, but uh, the thing is, if he was in charge of several ships, which I think is what a fleet captain is, mm -hmm. then he would have access to ships. So he might have a ship like the Enterprise already. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, now, uh, what else? Oh, um, there's what... They've got... Uh, Kirk uh, at what looks to be a funeral. Could be. Like um, a military funeral. Yeah, and there's aircraft flying in what they call the missing man formation, mm -hmm. which is like, you can obviously tell there's supposed to be another plane there, and there isn't. It's yep. To, to uh, honor a pilot. So that's interesting. Maybe uh, maybe Wesley doesn't join uh, Red Squadron, <laughs> and uh... <laughs> are we allowed to make that reference yet? We haven't done the episode yet. <laughs> I think we're fine. All right. Um, we made we we were making we've making Noonien Soong jokes since the first episode. Yeah, I think we're fine. Point. Yeah, well, our our references can be totally out of order. That's fine. Um, that that's pretty much all I had. I I I took some notes because that's the kind of nerd I am. Mm -hmm. uh, and that that pretty much covers them all. I I think it's Garth. I could be wrong, but I yep. definitely don't think it's Khan. No, I will not I, Khan. Not Min. Not Boom. Not Min. <laughs> I I, ha I currently have a ten dollar bet with uh, with longtime listener and and good pal of the show Scott Zioko. Yep. Uh, we have bet ten human dollars that it's not Con, or mm -hmm. he bet that it is. I I encourage you listeners if you definitely think it's Con, uh, bring it on. I will bet you any amount of money you name. Because wow. because come May I'm gonna go see this movie thirty times and I could definitely use the extra cash. <laughs> um. That's pretty much it. Did you have any other observations? No, I think any other that's thoughts? everything. I, we are so looking forward to this. We are. We have already discussed that when it comes out, we're going to go see it together. I'll yeah, either go up there or set up. you'll come down here and we'll watch it. And then we'll immediately go watch it again. Because mm -hmm. the first time we're just going to have our jaws on the floor. Yeah. The second time we'll, we'll take notes. Yeah, exactly. Or or just, you know, have our jaws on the floor again. Yeah. Because, you know. We'll go as many times as it takes to get notes. Matt, I, I got to be honest, I don't think you've ever seen this side of me before. I may literally jump out of my seat, jump up and down, and clap my hands. Yeah, that's right. We didn't see the first one together. Nope. I, you know, I was reluctant. I, I know. I went and saw it after after tremendous word of mouth said, shut up and go see it. Mm -hmm. And like I say, you guys were right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alternately, I, I saw it twice on opening day. Well. And then again that weekend. <laughs> well, good for you. Yep. I saw it the one time and then I I did when it came out on DVD literally when I finished watching it I watched it again and then I watched it again like I I must have seen yep. it three or four times that night. Yep. And I just watched it again this week actually as 
at the gym. Like I was, I was on the treadmill and it, that was the only thing that kept me like, I, I go for 20, 30 minutes and my time came up. It's like, I want to keep going. Time for more Star Trek. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to run for, you know, two and a half hours because I want to mm-hmm. see what happens next, even though I already know. Look out, Spock. <laughs> oh no, he's going to drive off the cliff. <laughs> All right. Any any last thoughts? Uh, no. I think we're good. My my only final thought is Star Trek. You guys, right? Star Trek. Yeah. All right. That is all. We will be back um, on Monday with a couple of episodes, and then mm-hmm. the following Monday with more episodes. So enjoy that, won't you? Yep. And now, Matt. Even though it's a special occasion, you still got to say your thing. Well, it's a shortened episode, so see you. The Post-Atomic Horror Podcast is a co-production of Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham, copyright 2012. Please don't sue us. We're just doing this for fun.